Well, hello and welcome to episode 16. We did 16 episodes this year, man. Uh, episode 16 of Has Opinions Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel. And I'm Chris. And Has Opinions is a podcast where we share our opinions on random stuff. Mostly things we're working on, things we're building, uh, general kerfuffle going on around the internet, and uh, or maybe around uh, the city where we both live. So how's your week going this week, Chris? It's going all right. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, what is that magic number um, of podcast episodes that podcasts never reach? Did we make it? Are we passed? I don't know. Who's who said that number? I don't know. The internet said it. Like I'm, I'm fully expecting this to be a hundred episode show. Like we're we're getting there. we're gonna get there. Average like podcast soon. count before pod death. Probably Google. <laughs> um Google did not have a good answer. Okay. I don't know. Sixteen is great. Sixteen like, sounds I, good. I, I think a couple years ago I tried vlogmas or maybe vlog vember or one of those things to do like vlogs and i think i did like four five so 16 is double digits is great more than i've ever done and this is uh the only podcast i've done i think so yep me too uh well actually no not only podcast i have i have the book podcast where we did two nice so we did two this year (laughs) uh one in august and then one uh i think last week or the week before um so yeah uh, bookalliance.co if anybody wants to hear my wife and i talk about books um but i did not read as many books this year as i did last year still quite a few uh i think 37 but not the 60 that i did last year 60 more in more than one a week that was a lot yeah it was was good a lot a lot of reading really a lot of audiobooks and um during listening during chores uh, so yeah. like washing washing dishes throw on the audiobook driving a kid somewhere throw on the audiobook so that was really productive so um yeah so this week is uh it's really the last full work week of the year for me um is it the same for you yeah uh right now is total coast mode um again ian if you're listening i am coasting a little bit through the end of this week <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so support's really low. We have a lot of education customers and a lot and a, a fair number of EU customers and EU people are really good about taking holidays. And we have a few kind of like consumer facing customers who use help spot at work, but, um, I don't think they do promotions like over Christmas and stuff like that. So we haven't gotten in yelled at by anyone cause their servers on fire cause they are hitting it too much or anything like that. So it's been a nice quiet week. That's good. Yeah, I had um, customer some client turnover. For the most part, everyone did what they needed to do before Black Friday, and this month has only been sort of supporting um, Christmas. Like some some people doing expedited shipping for Christmas needed functionality for that or support for that, and then uh, it's been very quiet since then. That's so. good because you have a lot of e-commerce customers, right? Go clients, yeah, I should and say. shipping actual physical stuff. Yeah, boxes of candy, nice. boxes of chocolate things like that deodorant you know so um that's not really a that's not really a christmas type gift nope. deodorant although i get it from my in-laws i don't know if that's a hint or something but <laughs> they give Wait a second. my in-laws, Your in-laws have give given you deodorant? like um 
like a huge bag. They have stuff they put in the stocking. And then there's also just like a bag that's full of stuff, like large candies and soaps and like just anything you can think of. It's a super mom type gift that they just give each other every year. Are they like legit soaps? Or well, are they like, like just, we went, we, we stayed at a holiday inn and grabbed a soap yeah, and well, collected it's them. It's just like whatever you get at target for, to throw into your shower. So I don't know. It's very, um, it's definitely like a mom gift. Like my mom growing up would always give us like a new toothbrush at Christmas. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Toiletries. Yep. Toiletries going <laughs> in the sock. And less and way more well, candy. It's, than it's good to know that I'm not the only one. Yeah. So yeah. So work winding down and kind of um, also looking, just looking forward to January, 2019 new year's day is Tuesday. So I've already seen several like folks who are not starting until like the next week or very late that first week. Starting what? If you know, starting back to yeah, work. Yeah, it makes sense. That's so, sort of me. Um, I'm like I'm taking it easy this week and uh probably after New Year's is when I plan on really doing the routine of like, all right, kids asleep, I'm gonna get some work done and, and that kind of stuff. Right now the kids asleep yep. and me and Natalie are watching TV or I'm playing some video games or something. Just this, just this yeah. week, I'm just like letting it happen because I always want to do that. Like I always want to either like hang out and just do whatever I want or, oh yeah, I have this thing hanging over my head. So I guess I have to do this too. So it's really been a mental challenge, especially with build seat, doing build season this last couple of weeks. Uh, it's seven thirty, maybe eight o'clock and I'm winding down for the day or, I've, or this week I've had like a really stressful day and it's like, do I, do I, pick myself up and just get revved up again to, to code or to get back to my office or do I, and my office is upstairs, um, with the game room and that's all it's up here. So the only reason I would be up here is to, is to work or, you know, do I do that or do I just sort of let it go and start over fresh for the next day? And just about a hundred percent, I've just sort of said, let it go. I'm done for the yeah. evening. Well, money Sounds right. Cause my brain can't take it i'm like i agree and i'm i'm sort of worried that i won't be recharged for the new year in enough time to like get back into it and really want to like get a lot of work done it's kind of like harder and harder to really get to that super motivated frame of mind yeah it is it definitely is um it's gonna and it's gonna be for me it's gonna be different in that um just new client you know some clients went away some some new clients coming on and so uh and my main client switching like they replatformed so they're on an entirely new platform and so we'll have to see how that shakes out and what type of support that they'll need for that um so it's it's a lot it's gonna be a lot of new stuff and the priority will be i mean and that's why the build season came to came to be like i saw clients getting to the point where they were ready to you know either um they didn't need as much development support or they, they were switching platforms or this type of stuff. And so the, the churn of clients caused me to try and build something, you know, build a SaaS. And so, um, I'm closer to that goal, but nowhere near launching, um, on January 1st, like I wanted to. So I have to sort of reassess and reset some, some target dates. How in depth do you get with your planning for goals and that kind of stuff? Like, do you do a yearly, I remember you saying you did like kind of a retreat or something with, uh, with your wife, but do you, is that something you do every year or is that something you just did kind of once? Yeah, it's similar to, it's like a totally watered down, like founders retreat that I guess Rob Wallen talks about. He does like a full on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to a cabin in the woods for several days or whatever. Uh, but we, we just have sort of a, we take two to three hours. I think last year it was closer to four hours. Uh, and we go 
like last year we went to the Impact Guild, which is a co-working space. There was nobody there, uh, so it's fantastic and really good coffee. So we just sort of sat there and we go over the previous year, um, and we had like a, a list of stuff. Um, actually, I have it here in front of me. Uh, no, it's not in front of me. Um, what what happened last year? What worked? What didn't work? And specifically on on like the business. Uh, we homeschool. So like, how did homeschool go? Um, how are our kids doing? Um, relationships with, with family, with friends, with, um, you know, our marriage, we just go over all those and, and then sort of set a, uh, you know, just sort of celebrate the wins <laughs> and then identify anything that really, that really didn't go very well and how we can fix it in the next year. So we used to do more like the, all the smart goal type crap, <laughs> like, like in, in six months, I will have this you know, measurable thing done. And, and that never worked. So I don't do that anymore. <laughs> and her measured. It, it just didn't, it just didn't pan out. Like there, it's a, it's a great, it's a great, uh, thing to sort of tell people to do, but actually doing it, it's a whole other thing. So just sort of reviewing the year and, and it, it really works for us. And we had a pretty good year. So it's been, it was a good, good year all around, I think. Yeah. Same here. Um, I did, a little less revenue on my business this year than last year, but it's very close. Um, so that's kind of interesting because this year I did a Laravel thing and I thought my Laravel course would actually do better than the Docker course was the big course I did the year before that. But the Docker course has made more money overall within a year's time span since release or something like that thereabouts, which is kind of interesting. So I might uh, expand in that course in 2019. I'm not really decided. There's really there's a lot of things competing with my time, so I'm not really sure what I get to do. So it was 2017 was shipping Docker, yes. and this year was scaling Laravel. Scaling Laravel. Yeah. And then, so you know, you make all the money up front with info product courses, and all. And then you get just like even the next week after it's released, it's just a huge cliff, and the sales go to like nothing a few a day maybe and then it trickles down to like one every other day and one a day ish that kind of range that's yeah, how it does for me i mean there's definitely a cliff for everyone but that's the rates that i get like after the first few days the sales really slope off usually roger yeah the the info product scale up and and then launch and then uh, long tail after that is a is definitely interesting to me yeah i mean um, there's a good upside in terms of like how much revenue, sorry, how much revenue you're bringing in for the year? I should have talked more so you could chew. I'm right? chewing on a. It's probably too obvious. That's okay. Sorry, everyone. I totally just ate a banana while you were explaining. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so we're both doing the same thing. The um, I had a point. Oh, so the amount of revenue is decent, kind of just with the size of my audience and everything. So, um, it very much. I have the full time job also, so. The amount of extra revenue I'm bringing in is more than my paycheck the last two years, this year and last year, which is nice. Doesn't mean I'm quitting my job, though, because life is super expensive, and I am afraid that going down to that one revenue source is like kind of dangerous, and the healthcare thing's still scary, and just the amount of money going in is halved, essentially. So that's like the f that human a fear of loss, a version of loss is just like really kicking in there. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely it. I don't know if that ever goes away though. Right. So, no, I doubt it. Uh, so, um, the, for me this year, um, was, it was my best year ever. So, of being, uh, 
of being an employed person. So uh, either self-employed or employed by a company. So, um, and actually, so I've been, yeah, I've run my agency for uh, about 10 years and it's funny because I call it an agency, but for most of that, it was just me. It's only been the last year, two year and a half to two years where I've had people steadily, you know, consistently helping, um, and working on projects. And so that's why I don't necessarily count it as a side hustle or, uh, or I don't know, or it's definitely a, a business, but, um, and so, and so I just, every time you hear me say agency, just imagine me over here with fingers up as an air quotes, because I don't, I have no desire to be, um, you know, have 60 people and like three levels of project managers and that type of thing. I just enjoy working on projects I like and I enjoy serving customers and sort of doing that with just a few, just a few folks. So definitely. Um, but this year is definitely huge because having, um, I think at a, at times there was five, including me. So four, uh, three or four developers and a VA. Um, so that's actually six. So six total people working on stuff. And that was the biggest that I had, you know, biggest group that I'd had, um, ever. And then nice. revenue just blew up and, and really worked really cool. well. And Do you learn some new management stuff too? I think if yes. I all of a sudden had to manage six people in projects, I would be going crazy. Yeah. The, the number one, what didn't go well, this past year, uh, is definitely me, uh, managing. And so, um, I got, I got really, I got, I got better at setting up a project and setting up tasks and setting up workflows. Um, but I was always the bottleneck. And so I was always sort of the one pushing to production type of thing. Whereas I needed, I've since then I've trusted people more to be able to, you know, if this goes through the process and it gets QA'd and it gets verified, someone else should be able to push it to production and, uh, and then have that update reach the client or have that plugin be pushed out to the shop, um, that update. So, um, and then for communication, um, I have a, a couple of the, the clients that are still with me and the, are, are sort of retainer clients. So they just have continual stream of work, um, that, that the developers handle and I, and I manage, but there were some projects that were left over from the beginning of the year and, and last year, end of last year that were fixed, fixed projects. And one of them in particular, just, it just blew like the, it, it had, too much time. It, it blew past the time frame of getting of what I'd quoted. And so it was really, it had the, the bad taste of poor scoping all over it. And then I was also the communication breakdown. So like the, and I didn't know the code well enough. So the, the client would say something like, Hey, this, what about, they'd ask a question about something. Um, and I would have to ask the developer who built it and then he'd respond and then I'd respond back to the client and that process sometimes took a week. So you can imagine how, how just <laughs> not pleased that client right. was. Yeah. It's a long turnaround. It was, it was really bad. And so, and, and since it had gotten, so I was paying to finish, I was paying out of my pocket to finish the project. So you can imagine how my motivation for getting it done was really low. So, uh, so yeah, I just learned that I, I am a communication bottleneck and I need to get out of the way quickly and stay out and stay out of people's way and let them do their work. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like a good lesson. I mean, comes with, a, comes with more revenue that lesson. So it's not all bad. It's true. Yeah. Um, and then I think just the other lesson or the other thing that, uh, didn't go well was, all, um, the first part of the year was, 
uh, I didn't ship fast enough for with products in my shop. So um, uh, a developer has been helping me um, have new versions and build and build out new plugins for the shop. And I think one version was done or one plugin was done for probably five months. And it was just sort of sat there because I didn't have time to finish writing out sales copy, um, set up the plugin to be sold and things like that. That probably took me maybe three hours. Uh, so for five months I, I procrastinated those three hours of work and lost out on that revenue. Yeah. The marketing <laughs> so. stuff is something I always feel like I'm behind on. Even if I'm not, I, I, it's like never, never feels exactly right. Never feels good enough. Never feels like I'm doing it soon enough. Anytime I get into that and I do it kind of regularly with my content stuff, but it's just like, always there's like some part of it some aspect of it that doesn't feel great it's true yeah and i think i've gotten i've gotten to that point where i i know it's never going to feel 100 percent. so just get it out there and just iterate like someone if i throw out a really a really half-hearted sales page and it sells it doesn't matter it's still sold <laughs> like someone still bought it even though the sales page was half-hearted or maybe not as clear as it could have been yeah, getting that um, out and there then i can improve that later way more important than doing nothing yeah so just action just uh, gosh yeah that was a that was a podcast or something like where they talked about the military and how they get people there's a book that i read recently where they try and get people to uh default toward action and doing things instead of sort of being stuck in analysis paralysis. So sweet. Yep. So that was last year. So what are you planning on for 2019? <sighs> Deep sigh. So, uh, Adam Wathan just tweeted today that because of their, you know, success or their general success of putting out refactoring UI and just other stuff that he's really looking forward to in 2019, putting out a lot of free content. And he said that that's kind of what he really enjoys. And that is what I also really enjoy. And it's really the basis of, you know, service for hackers and my, the old stuff I used to do for fidelper.com where I was blocking about Laravel all the time. I really want to get back to that. Um, but of course, there's so much thing, so many things competing with my time from a kid to the full-time job to, um, the my SQL backups course, which I'm at actually, I think I'm at the tail end of that, so that's good. Um, but I have, of course, a million other courses that I want to do as well. Um, and backups, backups.app, which I'm still building, still early days for that. So I want to start um, getting some people looking at it soon and just like showing what I have and seeing what people how feel how people feel about it. So. Um, any one of those things could become a full-time job in terms of the man hours it would take to do. So I have to really figure out where my priorities are and, and what I want to do with all that. So that's kind of the thing I probably should be doing this week and next week, but we'll see when I actually sit down and do that. Um, but you know, that many things competing with your time and like some things are just definitely going to get dropped. Um, but yeah. I do really want to just like put more content out there because I really enjoy the process of 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 planning out the content and, and just doing the videos and all that kind of stuff and just throwing it out on Twitter and my email list and, and having people actually respond and tell me that I found it useful and that kind of stuff. So what's the biggest resistance to producing that content? Like, for, is it just the actual, sit, you know, not having time to sit down and start? I have to, um, there's always something else I should be doing instead from work to right, right. 
uh, things that produce revenue, <laughs> even though, I mean, that indirectly, content, free content stuff, I guess, indirectly does that, but that's not why I do it. It's just like kind of a fulfilling do, thing to do, which is why I've always really done it. Um, so I don't even know what to like get out of the way to, to, to let me do that. You know, if I had some kind of ideal situation where I just like had money coming in from something that I'd have more time to do that, maybe, but that's not a reality for really anyone. Like if uh, back ops took off or something, but then I'd be working in the business with backups and the long, slow, the long, slow ramp of death or whatever of SAS, I'm sure would be true for that application. Yeah, it's an interesting thought thought experiment to be like, okay, if 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 I have a clean slate, if I have a clear schedule, if my my four walls are taken care of, you know, sort of housing, food, transportation, all that stuff is just taken care of, and I have a clean schedule of time, what how do I fill it? You know, yeah, with what goes in right. there? <laughs> Something for me to think about. Because I definitely don't have an answer right now. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Um, well, that's cool though. But I think uh, so for me for 2019, um, it really is just sort of carrying over the momentum started with build season and getting something something shipped uh, in the SaaS space, um, and which is interesting because this past week and this past week, um, I've been watching the um, the Git repository of easy digital downloads and they're coming out with a new version of of edd and part of that is moving all their content out of um wordpress posts and post meta table out into custom mm-hmm. tables yep. which will improve performance and will also sort of enable some better type of reporting um, and they've been working on reporting so which is sort of what what my app's going to be doing um so it's it's been interesting to see that and try and plan you know when are they planning to uh, to ship that or how much time are they going to focus on just porting over currently existing reports to the new version or are they going to actually be doing some improvements on those reports you know yeah uh, and so how and how does that affect people who would want to be customers of my app so um, i think even if they improve reporting you'd still have a, a niche to go into i mean you, you'd know more than me but um just the ability to do extra things that their application wouldn't probably want because it's not their core of business. Um, right. You know, and it's, not, it's and, not something you want to be doing on the server. Yeah, the exactly whole point. that. That's even like even a bigger thing, just like not to have those resources being used on your, on your application database to do all the querying for reports. Yeah. But maybe I just start the app with that three, like say this requires 3.0 forward because these custom tables are going to be awesome yeah. and the updates that they're going to make in the to the core product will be great so um, yeah that timing it's interesting. interesting to see yeah it is so um so yeah the the that would definitely be the first part of 2019 i think just continuing to uh continue to enable my why of you know of just my why being just, you know, spend as much time as I can with my, my kids, my family and friends and, and then do interest work that's interests me. Um, I think there's been too many times over the past two to three months where I've, uh, and you've experienced it in, in our Slack <laughs> where I've just freaked out and like had a super, super stressful day that just sort of takes me out, uh, uh, for a day or so. And I need to definitely work on reducing those, uh, and not having those type of episodes. So, uh, and having more consistency and, and more varying and diverse income streams 
will definitely lead <laughs> will definitely help that out. Yeah, I always like a good diversification strategy. Um, of course, it comes with more work, so there's always trade offs with time and all that kind of thing. But still, still a good strategy. Um, I think that's kind of the appeal of SaaS apps too. Although I think the reality of SaaS apps is definitely that long, slow ramp of death for even people who are very well positioned to have a good, like a good launch. Yep, definitely. Um, but we won't know until we try, yep. right? So here's to both of us launching in 2019. What's happening? No more plugins and info products. It's time for uh, time to do the SaaS dance. We'll see. I still want to do it for products, <laughs> but, um, you know, we got to see how that really works out in reality. True. True. Cool. Well, I think that's it for our last episode of the year, man. It's been a good, uh, good 16 episodes. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so where can people find you on the internet? Let's see. You can start with Twitter. I'm at Fideliper. Uh, I'm working on an app where I have a landing page up for it at backops.app, uh, for, automated um my sql database backups automated and tested backups um i'm making a course on how to do that yourself at mysqlbackups.tv awesome and i am grodev on twitter and most of my stuff is over at daniel.gd so i'll I'll point it over there and if um if you need to if you want to check out build season it's at build SZN.com. so i'm going to be sending out an update this weekend of the new sort of target dates um since i missed my update from sunday i want to go ahead and sort of you know set everyone's expectations on the list and update other stuff so uh so yeah so that's at build SZN.com. cool so i guess we'll chat next in the new year sir all right sounds good we'll see you then all right bye, bye.